New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. What is going on, everybody? Nick Person here, teaching pastor here at New Vision. And as always, I'm excited to be able to walk with you alongside of you in the journey that we've been on in Exodus. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the text in its fullness. And then I'm going to come back at the end of that and give you some insights and some thoughts um, that I had about the passage. And hopefully um, what we read together today will help you live um, in a different way, in a more empowered way, in a way that reflects the king. And so I'm going to be reading Exodus chapter 15, and we're going to go through verses 1 through 21. And, um, and I'm reading out of the CSB version, and it says this. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. They said, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. He has thrown the horse and its rider into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. He threw Pharaoh's chariots and his army into the sea. The elite of his officers were drowned in the Red Sea. The floods covered them. They sank to the depths like a stone. Lord, your right hand is glorious in power. Lord, your right hand shattered the enemy. You overthrow your adversaries by your great majesty. You unleashed your burning wrath. It consumed them like stubble. The water heaped up at the blast from your nostrils. The currents stood firm like a dam. The watery depths congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue. I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My desire will be gratified at their expense. I will draw my sword. My hand will destroy them. But you blew with your breath and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Lord, who is like you among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, revered with praises, performing wonders? You stretched out your hand and the earth swallow them. With your faithful love, you will lead the people. You have redeemed. You will guide them to your holy dwelling with your strength. When the peoples hear, they will shudder. Anguish will seize the inhabitants of Felicia. Then the chiefs of Edom will be terrified. Trembling will seize the leaders of Moab and the inhabitants of Canaan will panic. Terror and dread will fall on them. They will be still as stone because your powerful arm until your peoples pass by. Lord, until the people whom you purchased pass by. You will bring them and plant them on the mountain of your possessions. Lord, you have prepared the place for your dwelling. Lord, your hands have established the sanctuary. The Lord will reign forever and ever. When Pharaoh's horses with his chariots and horsemen went into the sea, the Lord brought the water of the sea back over them. But the Israelites, they walked through the sea on dry ground. Then the prophetess Miriam, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine in her hand. And all the women came out following her with tambourines and dancing. Miriam sang to them, sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. He has thrown the horse and its rider into the sea. So previously in our previous um, encounter, we see that God had made a way where there was no way. 
God allowed for the Israelites to cross the Red Sea, which had never been done ever. No one knew it could be done because no one had seen it to be done. But here we are with God leading his people from the clinch in the grasp of Egypt. He made a way. He made dry ground through the Red Sea. And not only did he make a way, but they walked on dry ground, not squishy ground, not sort of dry ground but dry ground because God does things to completion and to the full. And so the Israelites, having no way to go, are rescued, and they walk on dry ground. And as they walk on dry ground, and as Egypt's army is pursuing them, man, God allows the waters to come back, and it washes away Egypt's army. See, the Israelites found them in a place, found themselves in a place of desperation and needing God to move in a way that they could not have imagined, but he moved and he moved indeed, not the way that they thought he would move, but he moved nonetheless in a far greater way. And I think that is true for us. We are going to find ourselves in times of trouble, in times of despair, in times where we don't know which way to go. And we're looking to the Lord and he will answer our prayer. And again, like the Israelites, he might not do it in a way that we expect, or he might not do it in a way that we want him to do it, but he does do it, and he does it to the full. And what I love in this passage of scripture that we just read is the Israelites, in light of God's goodness and God's protection and God's mercy and God's grace, they cannot help but worship him. And I think that's something we can learn from. See, we need to be reminded of how God has moved, how he is moving, and how we believe he will move, and it can't help but lead us to live our lives in such a way that we are worshiping the king. Why? Because he is worthy to be worshiped. And when we recount the things of God in the way he has come through again and again and again and again, we cannot help but worship him with our lives in spirit and in truth. And so these Israelites, it sounds to me, they had a moment where they just lost themselves. And so, you know, we don't even belong here. We should have been washed in the sea. We should have been captured and taken back to Egypt. But that is not the way my God had it. My God made a way where there was no way. And I can't help but lifting my hands, lifting my voice and giving my life and my posture of living to this king that knows what he is doing. And forever and ever, they were reminded of what God had done. And and I love in the middle of this passage when it's talking about all uh, really the enemies of the Israelites that they're going to encounter. It's like, hey, you know what? They have heard about our God and how our God is able to move. And so we have nothing to fear because God is moving and he has moved. And so they should fear us because of who is on the throne. He's got it. He knows what he's doing. And so today, what's our takeaway today? I will say this to you as the Israelites saw through uh, the really the faithfulness of God is God's got it. He knows what he's doing. Let us not forget how he has been faithful in the past because it is indicative of how he will be faithful in the present and the future. No matter what sea stands before us and what army is chasing us, God is in control. Remember, you do have a God who goes before you and a God who is with you and a God who hems you up and has your back. And may that allow you to live in a different posture in a different manner today. Listen, know that God loves you and he is for you. And he is able to make a way where there is no way. May we walk in that truth today. Listen, I love you. I'm for you. 
Anything I can do for you, I'm willing to do. No, I'm praying for you. And I look forward to continuing this journey through Exodus. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.